We're now going to summarize the respiratory assessment. So you would have met your patient and you would have considered a focus history. So go back to your history taking notes or listen to the history taking summary. You're going to go through all those elements from um, consent, from um, personal biographical data, all the way down to review of systems. You're going to think about specific respiratory conditions that you may want to focus on when you ask about history. Um, so you're going to think about any sort of persistence coughs or shortness of breath or wheezing or chest pain or things like that. So try to make your history taking as um, relevant to the system as possible rather than being too general in nature. You're then going to move uh, to review the respiratory rate. You've got to do this over a minute. And how you do that is entirely up to you, uh, but you don't want to make it too obvious because that can elevate um, the rate. So you just need to make sure it's within normal boundaries. Uh, if, any, if it's not particularly slow or particularly high, then you need to um, intervene at this point. You're not going to carry on with anything else. You're going to deal with that problem straight away. Then you're going to move to general assessment. Again, we've We've summarized a general assessment and we would have talked about it in the sessions. So you're going to look at hands, you're going to look at nails, you're going to consider um, asterixis for this particular system. You're going to look at eyes and you're going to look at mouth and teeth and gums. So you've taken your history, um, you've looked at the respiratory rate, uh, you've looked at hands, face, uh, nail beds, etc. as part of your general assessment. So by now you should have already built up quite a lot of data. Now we're gonna move on to the respiratory system itself. First of all, we're gonna make sure the trachea is midline. Then whilst we're at the top, uh, around the neck area, we're gonna consider uh, the lymph nodes and we're gonna look at the supra and infraclavicular nodes, paying particular um, attention to the left-sided supraclavicular node which is Virchow's node. Because uh, if that becomes inflamed or swollen, then there could be some respiratory pathology that we need to be aware of. At this point, if we haven't done so already, we're gonna ask the patient to remove their top layer so they can expose um, their top layer to you. You're gonna make sure they're comfortable, semi-recumbent, um, 45 degrees, or sat on the edge of a bed if, if, if more appropriate. We're gonna do a general inspection of the anterior and posterior chest, remembering the axillas as well. Have a good look round, looking for any clues, scarring, bruising, etc., etc. You're also gonna consider the AP diameter at this point and the costal margin. Again, we were talked about the technique in the session. We're now gonna have a general palpation. So we're gonna palpate the structures of the chest. So think about the ribs, think about the sternum, potentially think about the spine. Have a good palpate round, front, back, and sides. Make sure you're very systematic with your palpation. You're trying to elicit any discomfort or feel for any abnormalities. We're still in the sort of palpation phrase, and now we're gonna to move to tactile fremitus. So again, 
We've spoken about this, using the ulnar edge, asking them to say 99 or blue balloon. Remembering, of course, the closer you are to the head, the more vibration you're likely to feel. Still part of the palpation phase, we're now gonna move on to chest expansion. We've gotta do axillas, so that's on the shoulders, and either front or back, depending on whether you're dealing with a female or a male, you don't necessarily have to do all three but your thumb should separate equally about five centimeters um, if you have a good, healthy chest expansion. Okay, moving um, away from palpation and considering um, percussion. Again, we've talked about the technique. We're gonna percuss between the ribs, um, preferably if we can, if we've got space, ask the patient to cross their arms so they can, you can generate more space around the back, move the scapulas out the way and percuss systematically, comparing side to side, like for like, listening for those sounds that we talked about, you know, the timpani, the resonance, the flatness, the dullness, hyper-resonance. So it needs to be nice and quiet. You need to make sure your technique is good. So do front, back, and axillas. Remembering if you're dealing with a female patient, you're not gonna be palpating or percussing over breast tissue. Now we're gonna to move to auscultation. So stethoscope out. For lungs, we're gonna be using the diaphragm. We're gonna be using the same systematic approach we have for percussion. We're gonna be listening to the front, not over breast tissue, going down to sort of fifth and sixth rib space. And we're gonna be listening around the back, going down to about the 10th rib space before we get to the diaphragm. We're gonna to listen to the sides as well. Nice, quiet environment. Ask the patient to breathe normally through an open mouth. If they start to feel unwell in any way, then they need to tell you and they need to stop breathing. They don't want to hyperventilate them. And then you can start again. You're listening for adventitious sounds and you're trying to make sure that you have bilateral equal air entry. And that is the end of the respiratory system.